Set your phasers to sexy to a mini episode of True North Nerds. We're covering uh, some of the news that came out of DC Fandom and uh, because there there was not a huge amount but enough that we thought it warranted at least like, you know, half an hour 45 minutes. So joining us is uh, uh, two of our usual crew with Kevin. Hello. And with Ryan. Hello. And joining us as uh, a friend of the show that we've had mul- on multiple times, uh, you can find him on so many podcasts, mainly uh, Kings of Sport, and as well, he is one of the uh, the regular hosts of the Black Lightning podcast. Mister Nate Milton is joining us this evening. What's going on, brothers? It is it is good to be here. It is good to uh, be out from under the dome and get some fresh air for for, for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the dome was cool, but I mean, you, come on, guys. We know we we yeah. know our people. Like you get too, too many comic fans underneath the dome. After a while, you got to crack that window. <laughs> this is true. This is very very true. No. So. Uh, not a huge amount of news, but some of it was pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for Nate's purposes, the TV stuff all got shuffled into September. But we did get a little info about the upcoming Flash season, including a trailer. Mm. Um, is anybody here still watching Flash? I, I hate to be the, the Debbie Downer on it, but I'm just kind of curious. I still watch all of it. To be honest, the only um, CW show that I follow regularly is Black Lightning. That's the only one I'm up to date on. Mm, well, it is the best one. I'm, it's I'm biased, very sh- but... for sure. <laughs> I listen to your podcast, Nate. I love it, and I love Black Lightning. It's my favorite of the DC shows. Yeah, Black Black Lightning is great. I've I kept up with Flash this past season. Uh, primarily out of necessity because it was the uh, crisis season. So. You know, you had to kind of check in on all the shows. But I will say, like, this past year was probably the best season of Flash in a while. And I'm going to give a lot of that credit to uh, Eric Wallace, who took over as the showrunner. Mm. So um, I don't know how much power he had behind the scenes and how much he'll have going forward. But if last year was any indication, like, I think Flash is is on an upturn because, uh, like, just Eric Wallace was able to make Wally the interesting character he should have been for two seasons where they didn't do anything with him. Right. Yeah. Uh, anybody have thoughts on on the trailer? I, I must admit, some of my curiosity was a little peaked. I haven't watched Flash and the the show in two seasons. I did watch a bunch of the the Crisis stuff, mm. yeah, but I just I basically just watched Crisis, like the Crisis mm. episodes. I just jumped in for the crossover. Well, basically, the trailer is made up of episodes that were supposed to be the end of season six, right? 
<clears throat> so they've got stuff yeah. that they've had to help hold back because they couldn't finish it before everything shut down. So basically it's, it's just like sort of picking up where it left off. Um, they do have an issue to deal with on that show, right? With the actor who plays elongated man they're they're They have to get rid of him for things he tweeted. So uh, I hear they're going to do one episode with that character and then shuffle him off. Yeah, because I, I guess the latest is the actress playing Sue Dibney, or Sue uh, at this point, not Sue Dibney, uh, yeah. is coming back. But yeah, after they shuffle Hartley Sawyer off, they'll have to find some sort of way to bring the character of Ralph back. Which again, like on a, on a show where we've already had multiple time remnants and 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 you know a multiverse, like we we can find some random dude to play elongated man. Right, and he is a guy who can change his, the shape of his features. So Yes, it's built into in, the character. <laughs> punch him in the face a couple of times, and he's got a new face. They've already recast him, apparently, for he is going to make a couple more appearances that I guess weren't filmed, and they've recast a different actor as the elongated man. So, mm. But uh, they've also said he's not sticking around long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing I want to bring up in terms of Flash is we got comments from uh, a couple of hires up saying that the the crisis moment where the television Flash meets the DCU question mark Flash <laughs> um, sort of is opening the doors for DC's multiverse to continue within the the movie stuff. Anybody got any ideas or thoughts on that? Or it was just, just the placate nerds? Well, the so far, the whispers or the rumors is that's pretty much what this Flash movie is going to be. It's going to be mm. the Flash running through the multiverse. And that's why we have the talk of Michael Keaton being Batman, as well as Ben Affleck being Batman. And it's just, it's going to be, yeah, the Flash's adventures in the multiverse or something like that. Like, even though they're still calling it Flashpoint, but it's not really Flashpoint. If he's just jumping through the multiverse. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like, I think it's really cool, uh, even if it is just fan service, that they had that moment uh, on the uh, CW crossover, uh, and now it has lasting ramifications. So it's, it's nice that a TV and movie division can speak to each other, not throwing shade <laughs> at any particular company. Uh, but, like, I like that, you know, we can play around with some of this stuff. And... Like, I wasn't excited at all for the Flash movie. Like, I lost interest uh, in it. But, you know, hearing the the, the stuff about Keaton and, and the stuff about Affleck and, like, yeah, like, this this has me interested now. So if, if mm. what they needed to do this weekend was gin up interest and buzz for this movie, then, to me at least, I think they accomplished the goal. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm getting curious about it. I just hope they they secure people to do it because the the revolving door on the Flash directors is uh, <laughs> is getting pretty big at this point. Well, see, that's that's how deep this narrative is, Brent. Not only do we have multiple Batman and probably multiple Flashes, and we're on different worlds, we have multiple directors, so we can truly <laughs> feel like we're in the multiverse. Multiple versions of the script. Yes. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome in some way. If like they managed to talk Tim Burton into doing like, Ooh. you know, a 15 minute segment in the film. 
and Zack Snyder does 15 minutes, and <laughs> I don't see it happening, but it, it could be an interesting film exercise. I'm just glad they're giving Ezra Miller a new costume. I hated that Flash costume from the Justice mm. League movie. So uh, what they've shown us is in shadows, but even that looks better than that atrocity that he was wearing. Well, I kind of hope that the movie, no matter how it, the story works out, if they're going to do the multiverse, I kind of want them to include the part from the Crisis TV show, you know, but from the other point of view, mm. and have, have the movie start with that. And it's just him experimenting, because even in the clip, he's like, I, you know, he's like, he told, says that he told Cyborg, he told Vic that this was possible. And so have it be like, him experimenting with the speed force, he runs into this other flash and then goes on about his movie and, and all that. So and then that's where he gets the idea. Maybe he's like, he's, looking, he's like, is admiring how comfortable looking the other flashes yes. costume is. Right. So <laughs> that's a, it's definitely a possibility. So and I, go ahead. This whole this whole premise frees up DC films to either cross over if they want to or stand alone if they want to. Mm-hmm. Basically, by doing this movie, they're saying we can do anything we want and we can connect it however we want. Don't worry about it. It's all cool. Well, exactly. They can keep doing their Joker movie. They can do their new Batman movies. And then they can do Flash and Shazam and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and maybe a Superman again and do all that. And then the rest of us will just be like, oh, okay, cool. Multiverse. Exactly. This is on that world. This is connected. This one isn't. We're all good now. It'll appease the nerds (laughs) for like 15 minutes. I was going to say for a limited time. Have you been on the Internet? (laughs) <laughs> no, what, what is this thing you speak of? The internet? From uh, The Flash, we, we move into, uh, I guess, kind of movie-ville, miniseries-ville. Um, we got the trailer for uh, the the Justice League. Uh, there, We didn't get a clear title other than Justice League. And hashtag Snyder Cut. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm I kind of curious what Kevin and Ryan thought. But Nate, um, did you like the original Justice League movie, like the theatrical cut? <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't like it. Like there were moments I think in the film that I liked, but overall, it it just didn't work for me. And and I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by making that statement. Okay. Um, did this trailer make you any more interested in seeing a four-hour version of this film? I'm interested from the standpoint of, you know, it's it's kind of like wrestling. When we talk wrestling, Brent, sometimes the stuff behind the scenes is more in- interesting than what we're given on screen. Mm. And so, like, all the stuff with Snyder, like, that's... That's interesting to me. I don't know if the film is going to be any good, uh, but I, I am intrigued. And I think the fact that it's uh, on, on HBO Max, like, because I, I don't know, Brent, if you could get me to sit in a theater uh, once we're allowed to sit in theaters again for four hours for this. <laughs> yeah. But if it's part of a subscription package that I'm already paying for, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. So, like, I'm, I've never been, like, the biggest Snyder fan like I respect his craft I think you know the dude makes like beautiful looking movies uh 
but like for my friends that are fans of 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 the Snyder DC stuff, like I'm happy they get to see this, uh, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. So, Ryan, what was your take on the trailer? On the on the trailer, well, I thought it was yeah. a cool looking trailer. You know, but trailers are trailers, and you know, <laughs> they they can be made to look really cool. Uh, I, you know, as far as the movie goes, I'm interested in seeing it. It'll probably come to Crave or some other channel or something like that up here since we don't get HBO Max. Um, or, well, I'm sure we'll be able to find it within other means to view it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'll sit down and watch it for sure. Like, you know, I have my issues with the other movies. Like, yeah, yeah you know, Justice League's okay. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut, is a much better movie than the theatrical <laughs> cut. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I still have issues with that movie. Like, don't even get me started on why they went with Doomsday to start off the franchise. Like, come on. Um, Man of Steel, I have some issues with that movie too, but I still enjoy it. You know, it's a Superman Superman movie, kind of. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll, it's I'll a movie it. with the man who is super. <laughs> <laughs> um,. And, you know, yeah, I'll watch it. At the very least, it's going to be really interesting to see how different of a movie it is. It's kind of like watching Superman 2 and seeing the Donner cut of Superman mm. 2. And how different, no, the differences there. You know, there's some big differences and there's some mm. small differences. It'll be, and it's, considering Snyder has come out and said he's not going to use any footage that Joss Whedon shot. It'll be okay. really interesting to see what he does with this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, oh, real, real quick, real, real quick, before Kevin, before Kevin uh, says his piece, because uh, that just sparked something in my head when when you brought up Whedon, because I think that might be the only thing I'm rooting for in this is that Ray Fisher, you know, he gets his story yeah. told, because mm-hmm. like I felt real bad for the guy the last few weeks, kind of being out on this island alone. Like if what he says or what he alleges is true it felt like nobody was backing him up. So if this Snyder cut justice league does have a lot more cyborg stuff in it, then I think that's a win for Ray. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, even Snyder's come out and said that, that he's the the heart of the movie. Mm. That's no. So, so, okay. It's going to be really interesting because he doesn't really come across as the heart of the movie in the, in the Whedon cut. So we we definitely are getting a, at least a little bit more because that trailer does feature like a whole scene that never appeared in the theatrical cut. Well, multiple. Mm-hmm. The whole football sequence. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, that too. Yeah, The sequence where his father dies, question mark, or gets teleported away or whatever with the, with the box. <laughs> he just whatever. shifts dimensions and creates another cyborg menace called the Terminator <laughs> in a different film universe. There you go. Bastard. Kevin, uh, what, what what was your thoughts on the trailer? I'm going to come clean, and that's the one trailer I haven't watched. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Somehow that one slipped pa- slipped past me. Um, I figure, you know, it's very early in its process, so there can't be that yeah. much new in it. So it's probably a lot of shots that I've seen in the original Justice League film. So I haven't uh, I haven't taken the time to watch that one yet. But I, uh, I'm I sure I will. Film, but they're definitely like that football sequence. Part of the reason I forgot it wasn't in the movie is it was in a trailer at one mm. point. 
Well, it was no, one of the it, things they filmed really early on. Because I remember yeah. hearing, uh, I think not that long after Superman versus Batman, or they might have been filming sequences. Because I think I was expecting to see it during that movie. Because there was talk yeah. of a football game with Metropolis versus Gotham and mm-hmm. jerseys yeah. that people were, you know, the fans being invited into the stadium. And um, for me, I, I thought it, I'm kind of in the same camp as Nate. Uh, I actually don't mind Justice League the the theatrical cut. I thought it was all right. wasn't amazing. wasn't terrible. Has it does have some really nice moments in it, but the the trailer. Um, uh, it, it very much sparked in like okay so here that's what you shot like the scenes that we saw were definitely stuff that he shot for his version i'm curious to see what else is in it especially like how much uh dark side and desaad yeah we see desaad for the first time which was kind of cool and how much of them are in the film my only gripe and this is this is my gripe with this song in general. It's not just the, hmm. the trailer. <laughs> is is the fact that people are using Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah and not paying attention to the lyrics. <laughs> it's a quite frankly, shield your children's ears. It's a song about fucking. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a song about religion. <laughs> I thought, although the worst was when I heard it played at Christmas this year I was, on one of the channels that was playing all Christmas music. I'm like, no. oh, yeah. that, that Pentatonix version, that Pentatonix version slaps Brent. <laughs> I don't have problems with the covers. It's just when it gets used at these things. It's like, yeah, like at least when it got used in Watchmen, it, it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Like here, here it was like it kind of didn't make sense. It almost seemed like they were trying to grandstand the fact that Zack Snyder was back. Yes, it was like a gift from God that we are getting this version of the movie. Like I don't know if you guys listened to uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and uh, Mark Bernard, but uh, they talked about the trailer on the latest episode, and uh, Kevin Smith was like, I think. The only music that Zack Snyder owns are Leonard Cohen albums. <laughs> and I'm like, you might be right. Um, we also got uh, a look at, not exactly a trailer, but we got a pretty good look at the Suicide Squad because I mm. guess sequels and remakes don't get numbers now. Um, this is from James Gunn and came out of... Uh, an interesting circumstance where James Gunn was briefly off the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie and decided that he needed to make another movie, and Suicide Squad had opened up. Um, at, even though it wasn't a real trailer, I think out of all the stuff that we saw from Fandom, this is the one that I really, really liked. Mm. Um, let's start with Nate. What did you think? Yeah, for me, the big takeaway from the entire day was how excited I am for Suicide Squad, whether that be in movie form or video game form. Like, Uh I think everything Suicide Squad that they put out was pitch perfect. Like, even, like, they didn't even have to do, like, the kind of featurette they aired. They could have just done the character reveals, which were great. Mm. Uh, You know, that, that little bit was great in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, I think this actually might be the sleeper 
out of all of these movies. Like it's it doesn't have the big name of, of Wonder Woman. It doesn't, you know, have the the star power of Dwayne the Rock Johnson leading it. It's not, you know, something that some fans have been clamoring for for a long time, like Snyder's Justice League. But I think out of all of the things that we saw at Fandom, this might be the one that hits the most because it's James Gunn, a guy that's proven that he can work with these ensemble movies and and inject the right amount of humor and charm, which is something that I feel, unfortunately, a lot of these DC films have lacked. Uh, I feel like he can walk that line and and will have like a a grown-up Suicide Squad movie where we get John Cena just popping people in the head, uh, which was amazing. Like, I I think John Cena's going to be brilliant as Peacemaker, uh, but we also can get some laughs. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, like, Idris Elba's going to be great. Like, we know Margot Robbie is always going to bring it. Uh, Like, yeah, Viola Davis. Like, And I think a small thing, Brent, which I think sets up Suicide Squad for even bigger and better things, because if this movie does as well as I think it it can do, they're going to make another one. And the fact that we left open the Will Smith seat, like that's a nice playing card to have in your back pocket should you need it for a part three. Mm. Uh, Kevin, mm. as, as the uh, the other person besides me who was really into the comics, like the original run, the Joss Andrew, Ostrander run, what did you think of this trailer? I I am quite excited for this, mostly because I love the stupid, idiotic, dumb characters of DC Comics. And when you have a movie, movie that's going to feature Polka Dot Man, yes. King Shark, and it looks like Arm Fall Off Boy, I'm <laughs> in. Um, plus the fact that James Gunn referenced John Ostrander in his in his presentation that gives me hope. I I am all in on Suicide Squad. I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait. And the characters look like they stepped out of the comics. Uh, mm. It's it's amazing, especially yeah, a character, in costumes and all. A, yeah, especially a character yeah. as stupid as Polka Dot Man. Like he looked like the guy from the comics. So uh, yeah, I I can't wait to see this. I think Who was Michael Rooker playing? Because I just seeing him in that wig just made me laugh. He's playing a character called Savant, who I am not familiar with, but uh, mm. says he's a spoiled rich bastard who's skilled on a computer and a master at blackmail. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't see Rooker being skilled at computers. <laughs> as, as somebody who has spent a little time around Michael Rooker, I concur with, with Ryan's <laughs> statement. <laughs> He's a good dude, but uh, yeah, a <laughs> hacker. I don't think he is. <laughs> I love but, that uh, Peacemaker is a major character in this movie. Like, and, and Flula, Flula from YouTube is playing Javelin. Like, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> it's good. And Peter Capaldi is the thinker. Yes, we got the thinker, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. And who's Nathan Fillion supposed to be in this one? Well, that's the thing. The title behind him is said TKD. That's That's all it said. That's okay, it did, yeah. Uh, But he looked like Arm Fall Off Boy. Yeah. (laughs) He's the guy who can club people with his own arms. Like, it's a stupid power, but somebody's (laughs) got to die. It's the Suicide Squad. Well, I I was just going to say is, like, 
I almost think that because of all the names they have lined up, yeah. I think we get a squad at the start of the movie that gets wiped out. Mm. Like, isn't even in it for more than, like, mm. five, ten minutes, and Gunn just kills them all. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> the Pete Davidson squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was just going to say, like, Pete Davidson's character, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't make it long. Like, it, <laughs> there's... We saw set photos with a bunch of these guys and then nothing else. And mm. part of me thinks that like that group of guys, which was, I want to say it's Pete Davidson and uh, Javelin and Arm Fall Off Boy are, are like the are the ones that like get wiped out pretty quickly. Mm. That wouldn't surprise me. But, I also uh, love the look of Mongal. She she looks awesome. Uh, she looks like Mongol, right? I guess she's Mongol's sister, I think. But um, or daughter, or daughter, daughter. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. actress. She's called Mailing Mailing Ing, but uh, I thought she looked great. Um, again, like she stepped right out of the comics. So, mm. you know, I, I'm excited for Suicide Squad. More excited than for a lot of other things that got announced this weekend. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I have to agree with everybody else. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be our, you know, it's the next, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to kind of, even though we've already had a Suicide Squad, it's kind of another, you know, it's going to, there's not really going to be, you know, high expectations on this one. Well, I think maybe, well, maybe there's more expectations because it is James Gunn and he's, we've already seen him do this, you know, mm. kind of take the, unknown people and make them relevant and with a hip cool movie with some cool music in it and cool effects uh, I hope he does I hope we get a repeat of what he did with Guardians and I hope that we see a whole bunch of the characters get killed off because it is the Suicide Squad and we need to have more than just one person who just shows up and say hi I'm the guy who didn't get a title title card <laughs> and then oops kaboom there, there goes my head <laughs> That guy there, his name's Slipknot. He can get out of any jail. <laughs> oh, he's dead? My bad. <laughs> hey, what, why don't we try escaping? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I, I always feel that that, that part was uh, for a Canadian tax credit. Poor Adam Beach. <laughs> the only Canadian on the squad and just killed right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be, I think, win, lose, or draw, it's going to be interesting. Like, oh, if, yeah. if, he, if he pulls off what he wants, like, apparently he wanted Batmite in this movie. He just <laughs> couldn't quite figure out how to do it. Mm. So, uh, like, that, that to me is just, like, a love of all things weird in DC Comics. And yeah. that he he'll probably get the tone right. Uh, I'm curious if... Uh, he could make lightning strike twice and pull a really good performance out of a pro wrestler turned actor in John Cena. Cause we've seen Cena's gotten pretty good at comedy. I, I want to see a little bit more action out of him, And I think this role might be the good place where we can bridge that in and not in a shitty WWE produced action movie. That wasn't very good. <laughs> The uh the the other thing I'd kind of like to mention, so bridging the a little bit of stuff is, uh, anybody got any guesses on who is voicing King Shark? Because Steve Agee 
the comedian did the mocap, but mm. they're they haven't said who's doing the voice for him. And Ron Funches apparently is not. <laughs> if you if you go on Twitter, um, I'm sure it's partially joking, but he he was talking about how somebody stole his part in Suicide Squad and a pro wrestler being Samoa Joe stole his part in the video game. Yep. <laughs> he's like, what the hell? Anybody got any guesses? Uh, oh. Taka Watatiti is one of the, the names oh. that has been popped up. I did hear that, yeah. Yeah. And nobody has said who he is. I did hear that rumor that it could be Taika Waititi. But I'm just happy that there's a there is a filmmaker in DC now who knows that you've got to bring the sort of lighter fun side. Like this this is going to be a dark film, don't get me wrong, it's Suicide Squad, mm. but he's got ridiculous characters in it, so it's going to be fun. And I wish Zack Snyder had gotten that tone right with justice league and with batman and superman like i don't want to see a dark another dark superman movie so um i'm I'm happy that that this exists and that movies like shazam and wonder woman exist too yeah and i would add uh birds of prey to that list too yes like a it's it's gritty right like it's not a kid's movie but it's not dour it's not bleak it's not joker you know what i mean so exactly like I think there's a line you can walk where these aren't kid films, but right. you can still have fun with them because they're comic books. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, some people forget that. And uh, that's not what I want in my comic mo- movies. But yeah, Taika would be great. Uh, I'm secretly hoping that it's Batista. Like just... <laughs> oh, that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> Especially if it's like real world Batista, you know, like how he comes yep. off in interviews is like, is like a, a kind of a normal dude, uh, pretty well spoken at this point, but still able to drop swears every once in a while. Yes. I, I, I would like that version of Batista in there, but uh, maybe that's why it's a question mark. Uh, they're holding that off as a surprise. Um, which brings us to uh, another pro wrestler turned actor. We didn't get a trailer for this one, but we got a lot of info about the Black Adam movie. Um, I've I've really intrigued by it if they they continue the course that uh, Dwayne Johnson has said that they're going with. Um, let's let's start with Kevin on this one. Any any of the news about Black Adam catch you off guard or? Uh, your interest yeah yeah like of all of the out of left field dc characters that you're going to build a movie around black adam seems like one of the least likely characters that you're going to make a tentpole franchise out of but we're dealing with the power of the rock so you can't you you gotta you gotta just uh, follow right uh the interesting thing for me about what they talked about with black adam is the inclusion of the jsa Mm. and the um the images of the characters that we've that they showed us looked like they were Alex Ross paintings straight out of that Jeff Johns era run of JSA with Hawkman and um, what was her name? Was it Cyclone that had the the power the uh, weather powers and Adam Smasher? Right again, 
these are characters I never thought I would see in a big screen movie. So I'm excited and interested to see who they cast and how that's going to work and, and how they are going to make an audience feel any kind of sympathy for a character like black Adam. Um, it's, it's going to be a tough sell, uh, to make the hero of your film a Middle Eastern terrorist. Uh, because really, when it comes right down to it, that's sort of Black Adam's role, right? Uh, or at so, least was. Yeah. Well, and it, I loved I loved Black Adam in the book 52. You know, that whole storyline where he met Isis. I wonder if that's going to be brought into this movie. Uh, he is a character who cares about his people. So he's fighting for his people. Um, again, politically, the political climate of the world right now, it's going to be an interesting movie. And I know The Rock, the Rock uh, gets... Uh, not a pass, but people will follow him and he'll get a lot of love because he's the rock. But again, this is going to be a tough sell. I'm in, I can't wait to see what they're, what they do and what news comes out of this. But again, we've only seen drawings at this point. I'm going to believe it when I see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we, but like the, the rock uh, has already let out a little, a bit of an interesting tidbit on Twitter within the past day uh somebody asked them point blank is like where's my hot girl at and the rock came out and said that like uh that's a really interesting and long story that i will share at another time but (laughs) she was replaced by cyclone so at one point hot girl was in in the process of being one of the characters in the movie Mm -hmm. and Something happened where she is no longer in it. So I'm kind of curious what the story behind that is. Hmm. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of uh, what we heard about Black Adam? Uh, I'm excited that the JSA is going to be in it. It'll be interesting to see what they do and how that all works out. Um, No, I'm looking forward to it. Been looking forward to this movie for what? Five, six, Mm. seven years ago was it that he signed on to to, to this role? Um, so when it gets made, you know, like, like Kevin, I'll believe it's being made when I finally see it being made, but, uh, I, I hope we get it. And I hope that, you know, when he started saying that, you know, some of those John's era JSA characters is like, that's a bit of the JSA that I read. So it'm interesting to see. I kind of wish that like Stargirl was in it, but I know she's on, got her own TV show now. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which other characters like, do they, do we get, um, a Green Lantern? In that, when uh, does this movie take place? Like, yeah, is this I mean, taking place in like the 30s and 40s when the the JSA in the comic books was originally around, or is this a modern film? Um, uh, it's there's a lot of questions still up in the air for it. Yeah. But there's one thing where they, I think they they said that he's imprisoned in his in his home country, or he's been imprisoned for thousands, hundreds, or thousands of years. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Mm. How does he get let out? Like, did, was it Savannah that let him out? And that's how Savannah got his... Like, how does this tie into the Shazam movie? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we, I have left uh, Mr. Nil- Milton for last because uh, what our listeners may or may not be aware of is uh, Nate 
hosts a podcast called the Rocky Maivia Picture Show that is based entirely around the films of The Rock. So you have a vested interest in this one. Absolutely. Like, I think that this was one of the big reveals I was waiting for. You know, I, I think that just the fact that Rock is in this universe elevates the universe just by his presence. Uh, I feel like, you know, when you ask the question of how do we make Black Adam a sympathetic figure, I think step one is by casting The Rock as Black Adam because there is a genuine connection that the guy has with the audience. Uh, like there's a an affability, a likability, even when he's playing jerks, like you, you, you can relate to the guy. And so I feel like this version of Black Adam, even though I don't have anything to base it off of, I'm just kind of basing it off of my general knowledge of The Rock. I feel like it'll be less of a straight up villain and more so like, like a Namor kind of figure, like somebody who's he's kind of a dick, but he's not like a murderous, you know, tyrant or at least not anymore. You know, maybe he's mellowed out after a thousand years. Uh, and I feel like he'll be able to bring that presence, that physicality to the screen. The mock-up or the costume looked fantastic. Uh, I think like he's going to sell all the toys, <laughs> like all the, all the toys, all the t-shirts, all the merch is going to get sold. Uh, in addition to the JSA, I think, Something that I would actually kind of be interested in is something that uh, Rock mentioned on Twitter, which was he'd love to see Black Adam mix it up with Superman. Uh, and oh, so yeah. that begs the question, could we get your man Henry Cavill back? And maybe that relationship is is soothed with uh, Warner Brothers because he's Rock's stablemate. You know, they have the same management. And oh, maybe they? that, yeah, uh, he's oh. rep by... Uh, Danny Garcia and uh, and her people. So, really? yep. Okay. So, like, maybe the fact that, you know, we're finally getting some momentum on Black Adam, maybe that whatever, you know, hang-up there was between Cavill and Warner Brothers, which was probably just money, <laughs> like, <laughs> we got money now, you know? Uh, we, you know, we fired half of our staff, so we've got some extra cash here. Uh, that's terrible joke you know but sometimes humor is all we can use to get through these tough times brent chittenden uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like black adam has the potential to kind of galvanize this universe in a way like even if rock doesn't cross over with any of the other movies just having him there like uh you know he can be for lack of a better comparison point he can be the rdj you know, he can be this charismatic figure that everybody associates with your brand. Mm. Not a bad idea. So, uh, before we get into the last trailer, there was a little bit of comic book news that I'm kind of surprised didn't get a little bit more uh, traction than it did is we got the long-suspected announcement that uh, Milestone was coming back sometime next year. Um, I, 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 Due to its age, I, I'm not sure Ryan... Well, yeah, you would know Static, right, Ryan? Yeah, I know a few of the characters from... Uh, but I know Static from the cartoon more than, uh, than the comics. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, does it, I thought this was a great announcement. Uh, the the idea is we're going to get new material, and the old material is going to be put out in big chunks digitally because it hasn't been available on Comixology and at all due to uh, legal reasons, I believe. But now that's been straightened up. I. Uh, I imagine this would have been a Comic-Con announcement and had COVID not come around, we probably would have seen this book sooner rather than these books sooner rather than later. Uh, I guess the, the best way I can put it is it's been a long time since Milestone has appeared. What is, is the timing good or bad at this point? In, in terms of bringing these books out. Uh, Nate, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, it's good that it's happening finally because uh, they've, they've had a couple false starts over the past decade or so. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, this announcement means that they took care of uh, Dwayne McDuffie's widow. Like, mm-hmm. for all that man did for DC, like, she, she shouldn't have to write another check for the rest of her life. Like, she should be taking care of her and the kids or whoever. Uh, but I feel like the comics are one thing, like the comics will do what the comics will do. And you guys probably have a better feeling about the, the kind of pulse and the ebbs and flows of the comic industry than I do. But the one thing that I think can actually break through and, and be a big success is the static movie that they're playing. Uh, because that is a character that, they've had on the shelf for 20 years and they could have been making money this whole time off of static. You know, we, I remember when black lightning first was announced, there were a lot of people that were wondering a, why wasn't this a static show? And B, uh, if not like when is static going to show up in Freeland? And they're still asking that question. You know, mm-hmm. static is somebody that I think, particularly when you talk about, you know, people I'd say, you know, in their thirties, like static is a character that still resonates. Uh, you know, Static got five seasons. He was a pretty popular show. Uh, you know, especially when you talk about just the topics that they talked about on that show and the representation that that show brought. Like, yeah, there's especially right now, Brent, when you're thinking about everything that's going on in the real world. Like there are so many great stories you could tell through the lens of Milestone and Static in particular. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, yeah, like this, this could be a big thing i think the the static is probably like the crown jewel like that's probably what warner was looking at more more so than anything else when they when they signed on the dotted line but i'm i'm just happy that you know these guys are getting to do this again and you know we'll get characters like static and and icon and rocket uh and then the blood syndicate and people like that back in these books uh you know i don't know how well they're doing how long they last but I'll, i'll definitely check them out Static and Icon would be the two sets of characters, like those yeah. two books, would be the ones that I would try and make multimedia pushes around. Uh, like movies, TV show, like see what you can get out of it. The The only bad part about Static, and it's not Static's fault, is like you said, it's been on the shelf so long. In a lot of ways, some people are going to like, oh, it's like Miles Morales. So like, no, it's actually the reverse. 
Yeah, well, it's 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 crazy because I think I feel like yeah, like because Static was inspired by Spider Man, and then in turn it kind of inspired a Spider Man uh, with with Miles, and so yeah, like I think that's that's something that they do have to be cognizant of. Like you just don't want to photocopy Miles Morales because it doesn't do justice to the Static character. Uh, yeah. But I think you know Brent, particularly when we're living in a time where kind of the idea of black people in science fiction and black people in the superhero medium when you look at a show like Watchmen or or uh you know Love Lovecraft uh uh is it country or county country country uh where you're taking real historical events and then you're flipping it through the lens of fantasy like i think that something like static could work in that in that uh, context and then you mentioned icon like icon's whole backstory is that he was an alien and he took the form of a black man and so like there's a lot of stuff you could tell with that story so i I think like this is a good first step brent that you know it's coming back the question is how are they going to be able to handle it because i I do believe you got to have the right people in place like i trust jim lee uh but by the same token you know this is the same company, if you are to believe Ray Fisher, where, you know, they might not be the most open to hearing different ideas. <laughs> so yeah, I would hope that whoever's in charge would kind of handle it with the respect that the material deserves. Kevin, uh, you were around for uh, the first round of mm-hmm. Milestone Comics. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Were you a reader of them at all when they came out? I read Icon. Icon yeah. was the book that I read. I I, uh, I thought the premise was really great. I jumped on board. There was a crossover with Superman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. They you know, world collide. That book yeah. for free. Pardon that, me? That crossover, yep. that crossover with Superman. They should give away that book for free. Because it's one. Uh, I, I missed it the first round. And uh, for research for a project that or an article I was writing on a couple years ago, I read it. And it, you want to talk about a, a comic that talks about white privilege before we had this, the, the discussions of this year. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking, like, uh, I would guess somewhere around 15, maybe even 20 years before, like, now kind of thing. Like, it was... Yeah. It, it was ahead of its time, and it's a good read. Like it, mm-hmm. it is just a solid, well t- put together story between Icon and Superman, and examining the differences between how the the conditions that between different people being raised in. And it's like I said, like it should they should make that a digital free book to try and suck people in. Yeah, and like the, to the older material, but my favorite character in that book though was Rocket, his sidekick. Yes, I loved I loved the reveal when we learned she was pregnant, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got a young girl who's running around risking her life, who's also carrying a baby. I mm. I thought I thought it was fan- fantastic and really really great, and it's sad that these characters haven't been seen in years. Like the fact that Rock, um, not Rocket, the fact that Icon was essentially a black Republican yes. for most of the books run, like that, yes. like that's an interesting thing that they got into, and and like that, like again, Brent, you're talking like 15, 20 years ago. The mm-hmm. fact that they tackled that in a comic book, uh, like I thought it was really brave and bold back then, uh, to use a comic pun. Uh, but yeah, like I think 
they could do so much more now where people mm-hmm. are actually talking about stuff like this. For sure. The only place I've seen Icon turn up uh, in the days since is on Young Justice. He makes an appearance as a member of the Justice League. It yeah. would have been great if Rocket had joined the Young team, but she seemed to be on the main team too. So, But uh, yeah, I'd like to see them again. Yeah, I, I hope it sticks out for a while. I've, I, I've read a ton of articles and interviews with the various people who were involved in the creation of Milestone, and I've never been able to quite understand how the rights to it work. Like mm. it, it seems like, and that's what I think holds it up each time it disappears mm. for a while. Is it's got something to do with that, and it's never been clarified what the potential issues with it are. So hopefully, it sticks around a while. So, um, in a similar theme, let's go into the world of Batman. Uh, we got the we talked a little bit about it this week. We got the announcement that. Uh, John Ridley, who is the screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, uh, his work on Batman is actually going to see print when we thought it might have been killed off forever. And uh, in his words, there is a, I think he said it was an 80% chance we are getting a black Batman. So (laughs) I'm thinking the the story that we have heard for the last six months of... uh, Lucius Fox's son Luke becoming Batman is going to happen, and it's going to happen in Batman's uh, Batman's book for sure. And his universe—I don't know if five G is spreading beyond that. Uh, I th- uh, weirdly, I didn't see the amount of stupid negativity towards this that I thought I might have. It's interesting because, like, I I am not the biggest reader of the bad books. Like, this, first of all, there's too too damn many of them. Like, there's, <laughs> there's way, oh, agreed, way too many bad books. Uh, but like, just hearing the news, um, it's interesting, and I wonder, like, the timing of everything. Like, I wonder how much has been influenced by. Uh, the the Batwoman show because honestly the only interesting parts of that show were the supporting characters uh, because you know Ruby Rose was not the best uh, for that role and now she's gone but like so Luke Fox was a big part of, of, of the show and then uh, you know Alice of course was was arguably the star of the damn show so I, I wonder if you know because I, I know sometimes they'll try to align the books with the shows, the movies and, and vice versa. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting because we haven't had a quote unquote black Batman since what? Batwing? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Batman in Africa? Well, Luke Fox is Batwing Mark II, I believe. Anybody correct me on that? I think that's right. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. he's something. He has a costume. I don't know if he does he go by Batwing or what he goes by, but yeah. <laughs> So he he's donned it. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm curious how they're writing out Bruce because originally it was basically he was going to be too damn old, <laughs> and mm. I, I'm curious if that's if that is still the case. Oh, so it's so it's basically just Batman Beyond except it's Black Man Beyond. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, the, fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I, sorry, Nate. <laughs> I, I forgot that you're not uh, you're not following comics as much as we are. But originally, this was going to be a line-wide initiative. 
where we were getting a new Superman, a new Batman, uh, huh. a new Wonder Woman, who was the, uh, also going to be a person of color in the in the stories and rumors we have heard. And then Dan DiDio got fired, and supposedly all of that was tossed, including John Ridley's stuff. John Ridley is, is done... He's he's doing the Batman book, but he also has this book coming out that's kind of like a prose with image book called uh, The Other History of the DC Universe. Yes, I, is, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks really cool, but that had also been postponed. And a lot of the other books, we have heard rumors and stories of uh, kill fees going out, which means uh, here's some money. You're not allowed to talk about this. Go away. <laughs> so, so what were the stories? What were they set like 30 years in the future or did they just retire like the, the original characters? Uh, we don't exactly know. It was the idea was uh, it comes out of like the original it, inspired by the original wave of Silver Age characters. Right. That took over mm. from the Golden Age characters, with the exception of Superman and Batman. You got a new generation taking on the mantles of these other characters. And that was going to be the same sort of idea. Some characters were going to be kind of aged up to Mm -hmm. not necessarily in Batman's case, not necessarily sixties, but maybe fifties. And he was just going to be be out of it for some reason, which we're still going to see a little bit of it, I guess. Um, But like Superman's uh, son was going to take over as Superman. And he has been mm. introduced in in the books right now, and we and they don't know did if that's age, still happening. They aged or not. him up too. He's already a teenager. He's already a teenager. Okay. Well, so. yeah, because he he went away with a, with his grandfather that apparently was all of a sudden alive again, <laughs> and uh, and went hopping through time and space with him to learn, mm. you know, and spent some time in the future, and then came back, and he's responsible for the idea of creating the coalition of planets that we have in the Legion books, that's just starting now in the Superman book because of Superman's son. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Kevin, who who were the characters rumored for Wonder Woman? They, they were both supporting characters, weren't they? Um, I hadn't heard. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought you were the one who told me. So I, I have no, I don't recall mentioning the replacement for Wonder Woman. Sorry. Yeah. No worries. I, I know there was two, and what, and one was they were talking. Uh, this rumor was it was going to be a uh, a woman of color, or possibly like uh, like East uh, Asian origin, or something along those lines. Like mm. there's a couple mm. ideas. Interesting. So. The, the the whole initiative also was to kind of broaden the the appeal of books to people who weren't old white guys like me, <laughs> 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 which like I uh, like not saying I would have been interested in a lot of those books. Uh, Batman is uh, kind of interesting to me, and but that other the other uh, DC universe history of the DC universe book is definitely something I'm going to pick up. Which brings us to the final trailer that we got, The Batman. Uh, I'm going to start with Ryan, because I think I'm going to leave Kevin for last, because I have an interesting idea of what Kevin's going to say. But Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, are we not going to talk about the Wonder Woman trailer at all? 
Oh, I guess, but like nothing just, really new. It's okay. No, all I was going to say for that one was just say, yeah, okay, we want to see the movie. Give it to us already. It's been done for over a year. <laughs> How many more trailers are you going to show us? Just yeah. the movie. Hey, at uh, least it's not New Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> hey, New Mutants opens this week, fellas. Allegedly. I have a oh. ticket to see New Mutants on Saturday afternoon. Until yeah. all the prints are mysteriously. I was going to say, yeah, something's going to happen the day before. <laughs> movie uh uh batman um i thought the trailer looked great i'm intrigued uh it's another look like maybe a different take on batman like you know uh more like they keep saying this this would be more the detective batman yeah this trailer we kind of made it look like there will be more of a detective batman um he's still a young batman and you kind of get that feel especially when he beats the living snot out of the guy <laughs> in the white makeup and he just like keeps punching him and punching him and he's, like, okay, he's down, but he's still punching just because it's like this is a message. He's clearly putting a message to the rest of them. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are supposed to be, which will be also be interesting to find out. Um, so I, I take it the Riddler's the main villain in this movie. It I think appears to be. I think some I saw a headline where somebody's already deciphered whatever that message you left in the in the greeting card, the code. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't bother reading the article because I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> but, uh, and then, um, yes, yeah, so we, we also see uh, Catwoman in this as well, which I forgot she, there was uh, someone was cast to be Catwoman in this one. Uh, we're also supposed to be getting a penguin in this movie too, aren't we? We briefly see him. Yes. Uh, okay, yep. I must have missed him. Uh, Colin I would, Farrell. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to again. tell with that makeup. They yeah. did a great job. And that, um, shit, who's playing Gordon in this one? Jeffrey Wright. That's right. Yeah. He he, uh, he he seemed to be, he had the right feel on screen, like, even in a little bit. I just I thought it was interesting, too, when they were, okay, so we're already at the point where Batman is working with the police, or at least yeah. with Gordon. Because he's walking around the crime scene and nobody's like, it's Batman, you know, trying to arrest yeah. him or anything. So, uh, um, I heard what came out of one of the, the things for the Batman was uh, officially, unofficially, this is like year two Batman. Yeah, like, that's been running around for a year or two and he's now sort of on the side of the Gotham police. Like, he, it's, which means hopefully no origin story this time. <laughs> but Martha I mean, I mean Brent haven't you always wanted to know what would make Bruce Wayne turn into the Batman <laughs> so uh, Nate uh, Batman vs Superman we went to see it in theater the the three of us and our other co-host uh, my wife Jen and my wife doesn't usually yell at movie screens <laughs> I, like, I can I can really count twice where I've heard her openly yell about something and in the middle of the theater was Jen just yells out we know his parents died get on with it (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (sighs) yeah yeah Um, okay cool Uh, Nate what did you think of the trailer 
Oh, well, real, real quick about uh, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, number one, Chris Pine is a national treasure. Doesn't matter what <laughs> doesn't matter what country you're in, that, that man is great. Uh, and then number two, like, I still don't know if I'm sold on Kristen Wiig yet, but the cheat, like, the actual cheetah looked amazing. Yes. Like, I, 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 like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for whenever they put that movie out. Uh, but in terms of Batman, I feel like it's one of those movies where I warm up to it. Like, it's not like, like Suicide Squad, where, like, I'm, I'm, I already know. I'm there day one. Uh, Batman, I feel like it's something I'm going to warm up to. There's nothing like bad about the trailer. I think that, you know, Pat Pattinson looked fine in the suit. I feel like, uh, you know, Jeffrey Wright is going to be a good Gordon. Uh, I believe it's, uh, Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman. It is. Yeah. And yeah, she's always great. Uh, like you said, Brent, you got your man, Colin Farrell in there. Um, uh, so like, I think like, it'll be a good movie. I just don't know if I'm ready for another Batman movie. Like I, I I'm kind of, I've kind of reached the saturation point with Batman. Uh, although that being said, I am looking forward to seeing Keaton and, uh, you know, Affleck pop up in flash, but I, I feel like I'm like, and maybe it's, it's more so a function of the time we're living in Brent rather than the movie itself. But like, I I am kind of done like looking at bleak films with you know the the washed out gray palette and the and the you know the 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 police using excessive force on these suspects. Uh, so like I, eventually I'll watch it because it's Batman and I like I'll watch it because I'm a comic fan. But like if if I was ranking these films like. I'd have Wonder Woman and you know Suicide Squad and Black Adam on one side of the of the scale, and Justice League and Batman would be on the other side. Like I'll, I'll watch them eventually, but I'm not as hyped as as I think other uh, DC fans are. Okay, Kevin, what did you think? I knew I liked Nate. <laughs> my my. <laughs> I, I'm totally in line with him. I looked at him and went, oh, look, it's dark. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's just, it's another grim, gritty, darkity, dark, 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 let's punch some people kind of movie. I want, I want, uh, I, I want a Batman the Animated Series type Batman mm. live action film. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, uh, just something stylish. It, it, with a tinge of darkness, but also that rides the line of humor a little bit. Like, yeah, your parents died. You were a kid. Get over it. Lighten up a little bit. Like, <laughs> uh, slide down the bat poles and uh, atomic batteries to power, you know? Like, I want to see some of that. Mm. Uh, like, give me a, t a touch of Adam West in this. And, uh, <sighs> you know, we... We had the ultimate dark Batman trilogy with the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, and we haven't gotten out of that since. And mm. uh, I'd like, I would like, I'd like a detective story Batman, a, a detective Batman story, or a crazy superhero adventure story with with super science and and crazy computers and mad scientists. This just feels like more serial killer with a fetish, you know. Why do we never get the the extended family? Because you know they, they showed the trailer for the game, and I'm excited 
actually excited about the game because yeah. you get to play as Robin and Nightwing and and uh, Jason Todd and and Batgirl. Like, where are the extended family in these movies? Like, like why why do we never get uh, you know Dick or Tim or, or Barbara? That's a very very good question. Those are right. all great characters that people love. Yep. And you know, I think if you added a Robin to this, that would probably solve your issues, Kevin. In a lot of ways, because that's what that's kind of what he's been used as it like even in the animated series is he's kind of the the light spot to Batman's dark spot in the Mm -hmm. cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, uh, I (laughs) I kind of got it ruined for me because I I liked it like when I first saw it, like, oh, this looks pretty good. But somebody I don't remember who it was pointed out. Oh, it's the trailer to seven. And (laughs) I'm like. Oh my god, it's yep. really close. They took like a lot of beats from that trailer. <laughs> David Fincher's Batman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh I I'll go see I'll go see it. Um I, I was kind of surprised that Jen actually thought it seemed interesting, which she is she she much kind of like you, Kevin, is sort of done with Batman. <laughs> Or at least with dark and brooding Batman. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I say all these things, but I'm going to go buy a ticket. Oh, to see yeah. The Batman. oh yeah. Be their opening night. Yeah, and I did bring up Wonder Woman just because, like, the trailer was pretty good. But it was, like, other than seeing Cheetah in her Cheetah form, it, it was nothing really that new. Other than, like, a little bit more of Chris Pine humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and like, I'm super excited for that whenever we get it. Yeah, I can't wait for for Wonder Woman. Uh, I I should also point out to our listeners. Yeah, apparently we we were wrong. Uh, Marvel did not decide to fuck with DC <laughs> at all on the Friday before, as we yes. thought they might. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like DC kind of already screwed themselves with with all the layoffs. So that's true. Like, Marvel's just like, yeah, we'll we'll let them handle themselves, boys. Well, we we had two theories going in, Nate. One was that the uh, the Eternals trailer would finally drop mm-hmm. on like the Friday before, just to take some of the shine off. But then Ryan suggested that you know they they just drop Black Widow onto Disney Plus, ooh, <laughs> just, just to completely screw them over. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, any any last DC thoughts that of anything that we didn't cover? Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, they did do some talk of Titans, which is another show that I am watching. I uh, even forget that show exists. Yeah, and that's a show that's filmed locally. It's filmed around yeah. here. You, you run into the set of Titans every now and then. Uh, but uh, they're bringing, they're turning Jason Todd into Red Hood this season. They're making Scarecrow uh, a major character. And Barbara Gordon is going to be the police commissioner in Gotham City. The action is moving to Gotham. And on top of that, they brought Blackfire in as the big bad for this season. So uh, I'm excited to see them give Starfire more of a presence on that show because I think she's a character who gets sorely underused. And I also heard a rumor that Donna Troy might be back even though she she did not survive season two of Titans. But... uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to to Titans when that comes back. Ryan, uh, I don't know. I think we pretty much said it all. 
they didn't you know they didn't talk much about the CW verse, which we're not getting anything new until the new year because mm. of you know COVID. And uh, I heard, you know, Kevin took my Titan news, so I can't really <laughs> mention Red Hood. Uh, but yeah, I'm also looking forward to that because I have been enjoying, you know, for the most part, enjoying that show. I've been I've enjoyed all those, uh, I guess, DC Universe uh, shows that are. You know, DC Universe now doesn't exist as an app or whatever, or isn't going to exist. And we're going to be getting, uh, I guess there was a new commercial for Swamp Thing for its uh, re-airing of its first season now coming yeah. to the CW. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. and it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Warner Brothers does, or AT&T, if you really want to go how far up the chain you want to go, <laughs> does with DC Comics, period. Uh, the splitting of fandom into two days where they moved all the comic stuff into to September. You know, is that a sign of what they feel, you know, that the comics and the comic side really is second class and really is just an IP, you know, it's an, an area for IP that they can use in their movies and television side? Who knows? Only time's going to tell. Mm-hmm. Nate, any last minute uh, words or thoughts on the stuff that you heard about? Yeah, I think just overall it was a good day for DC, and DC's needed a good day. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I feel I feel like you know, and and you know, I've got people that follow me on Twitter that feel like I'm like a Marvel homer. And I'm like, no, I'm just a homer for good movies, man. Like <laughs> good superhero content, and like when DC does something good, I give them praise just like I do with Marvel. And so, like, I feel like they're finally starting to get their act together. I liked the the footage that we were shown i like the game trailers that were released I, like i i joked uh, online like i'm gonna have to spend up my stimulus relief check from president biden on a ps5 because <laughs> now i gotta get suicide squad got uh the gotham night game and uh spider-man miles morales because oh yeah that looks amazing uh but I think, you know, some of the other panels that I that I kind of enjoyed were like getting back to the flash, I thought I'm looking forward to this season coming up because the fact that they've got like a black showrunner on the CW's highest rated show and he's doing different things, you know, and he's mm-hmm. listening to uh, his cast in particular to uh, Candace Patton, who's it fe- it's felt like Candace Patton has been fighting with everybody through no fault of her own since she got the job, whether it be fans or people in, you know, the positions of power. Uh, on the show and so it feels like she's got an ally now so I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do going forward uh, I like the boss panel which was basically like a lot of uh, women of color speaking about their experiences in in you know this medium um, you know you had a lot of the women from Flash and Black Lightning and then uh, uh, Javisha who is going to be the new Batwoman she was on there mm-hmm. uh, and so like I feel like like the CW, I think it gets overlooked a lot of times, but there's actually some decent content on there. And so that's why I'm kind of glad that they actually split things off, even though as somebody who was going to cover the fandom, like it screwed up a lot of people's schedules when they made the last minute switch to splitting up the two days. Uh, but I think that, you know, they'll have some more stuff to tell us in September for the TV side. And, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then, yeah, like these movies, I feel like one of the things that we've all kind of spoken about tonight is tone. And mm-hmm. everything doesn't have to be like 
dark gritty except for batman i think that's that's like a rule once you step inside gotham city limits all the color drains out of the sky and <laughs> nobody has a sense of humor and uh, i'm surprised anybody wants to live in gotham really yeah the only one that's having fun is Joaquin Phoenix. Like that's that's it. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like I, I'm excited for Black Adam and Wonder Woman and then Suicide Squad and and I do think like this is they have the potential. I'll say it like that. Uh, they have the potential to do some really cool things on the movie side and and kind of take advantage of the multiverse idea where things can connect if we want them to, and if not, we don't have to force a connection because I think that's kind of that kind of was the initial problem with a lot of the Snyder stuff is they were trying to force something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can't force love, Brent Chittenden. You got to let love happen. And and so, like, I feel like now they're letting love happen and, you know, people can appreciate the uh, the films that they're putting out. Yeah, to, to add on to your thought, um, a uh, friend, an old friend of mine had the theory that at one point Gotham was the happiest place on Earth. Because you look at it, it's like it's all abandoned amusement parks and candy <laughs> factories and toy factories. And like it was the playground of children at one point. What happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, then Mayor Trump came in and oh the, the Wayne's the Wayne's got shot and it went all downhill from there. Yep. <laughs> the uh I, I'm I'm sort of disappointed that the comic side didn't get a lot of love, but uh, mm. I think it was just like logistics. The the comic side got hit by huge layoffs, and between that and certain other things that I'm sure were in the pipeline, but due to uh, due to a uh, certain writer being me tooed, were fell out of the pipeline. Mm. So they're probably just trying to figure out how to fill some of those gaps in their publishing schedule. And then, and then, what's not even going to be published come next year? That's all. That's also a big question mark. But the the film side, I, I must admit, I was a little surprised to see the Batman trailer at all. I, I kind of thought they might hold off on that for a while because it's they're going to need to throw something out there with the big release later on. Um, beyond that is, I, I I'm I'm happy that we're getting such a variety of stuff. Like if you don't like the the dark Batman, there there's going to be Suicide Squad. Yep. Even in the video games, like we're Suicide Squad, the video game. I don't know at all what the gameplay is going to be. I have some guesses, but that trailer was all cinematic. But it, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah, and we so. get Samoa Joe playing King Shark. Oh, oh yeah, he, he was he great. Must be happy. he's he is a big time gamer and i i'm pretty sure he's into comics a little bit or at least he was at one point so it's and and you know good on him for starting to branch out outside of that world because he's going to need to do something else eventually and who knows like where that'll that'll lead for him because you know like you know brent like in, in in terms of like video game voice actors, like if you can prove yourself, like you, you kind of write your own ticket. Oh yeah. It's, you so can, this, this might be the start of a brand new career for Samoa Joe. Like who needs wrestling? Well, with the, the company he's currently signed to. <laughs> <laughs> 
this, this, note, this is the Fandome podcast, Brent, not the Thunderdome podcast. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, everybody knows where they can find uh, Kevin and Ryan. But, uh, Nate, where can our listeners find you? Uh, it's in multiple places, I know. but Yes, pretty much everywhere but Gotham City. Um you can <laughs> find I don't know, me Fre- on Freeland is almost as bad. Yeah, that's, well, that's the thing. Freeland was under quarantine last year, so it's it's pretty much just America. So we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna have to fly out to Themyscira, hang out with Chris Pine. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K at name Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, check out you know my various podcasts, The Kings of Sport. We have a Patreon, myself and Marcus Vandenberg, patreon.com backslash The Kings of Sport. Uh, $5 gets you in the door. We've got you know probably 100 and so hours of content right now. You know, just kind of off the top of my head, we got video, audio. Uh, we got a political show that is uh, very uh, prescient right now. It, it's... <laughs> Uh, we haven't started covering the uh, Republican National Convention yet, but we might. Because if you thought uh, pro wrestling was crazy, like some of some of these speakers at the RNC have been been uh, you know out there, uh, no, I'll just say I can only imagine. So uh, yeah, we got political shows, we got uh, uh, sports shows. Obviously, we got uh, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, which is a show about pro wrestling. From a black point of view, uh, our last episode, we had uh, one of the hosts from Sisters with Sabres, which is a female-themed Star Wars podcast, Uh, and then she was on to talk about pro wrestling. Um, I've got the Black Lightning podcast, which is over on the DC TV podcast networks, and I guess programming note, in September, we will be going live for our coverage of Fandom Part 2. Uh, electric boogaloo so uh you can check that out <laughs> where they talk about all the cw shows we'll be covering that uh all day pretty much and uh i think that's it i've got some other shows i got the main event i do a chain reaction on place of nation which brent's been on uh the rocket my view picture show over at post wrestling uh but yeah for, for all of that good stuff just follow me on twitter at in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k and you'll you'll find links to all that good stuff Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.